Welcome, cadets and captains, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. Oh, Trek with your boy. We make Trek look easy. We watch a lot of Star Trek. <laughs> we don't have a lot of sex. <laughs> I would rather just stay at home on a nice evening with Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> we should really make those. That'd be great. That'd be great, yeah. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And every couple weeks we sit down with another episode of Star Trek, and man, we just talk about it and just have a great time. It's fun. Everything's fun. It's just a great time. Uh, my cat's going crazy, so if you hear that, just think she fucking loves Star Trek, man. She's so excited it. about it. <clears throat> Mine got exiled to the living room. I literally don't know what could be happening to make this cat freak out like this. But You're talking to me. Your cat hates me. Uh, my cat doesn't know you. anyone exists outside of me and Crystal, and when we're out of the room, fucking only one person on Earth. Damn, your cat's like a toddler. So this is our newest collection of episodes, which uh, I just picked from old suggestions because, man, this year's fucking wild, isn't it? Yeah, we almost forgot to do the episode. Yeah, 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 uh huh. <laughs> that is a little behind the scenes. Um, I it, I woke up in the middle of the day yesterday, and Josh had texted me, "What episode are we watching?" And I was like, "Wow, I was supposed to put up the collection suggestion box a week ago, and I didn't." That's okay. I don't remember most things that I'm supposed to do. It happens. It's fine. It's, uh, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fucking fine. Don't even fucking worry about it, dude. So the one I chose is a Daruma's Oops All War Criminals collection. <laughs> this should be fun. <laughs> it's a little... It's an addended collection, like an amended collection, one or the other. It's uh, like the Satan's collection. Yeah, it's, it's a shorty... Uh, Originally, this had Space Seed in it, but we already did it. And it also had another episode of Voyager in it, but two of them in a row? Come on now. Two Voyagers? No, spank you. Let's not get crazy out here. Yeah, let's try maybe one Voyager episode a month. <laughs> so the uh, first episode on the collection is TNG uh, Season 3, Episode 3, The Survivors. I always forget that this one is this early. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of a later episode, actually. It's it's one of those ones that makes season three, like, decent. Yeah. Right? It's like... Because, I mean, like, two episodes ago was the one where uh, Troy gets pregnant with a space baby that gets born out of her. Yeah. We watched that one. Yeah, we watched that one with uh, Kevin Cole. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Kevin 37. <laughs> uh, this episode was written by Matt Wagner... Who uh, apparently did not... Is that not... a kid like you went to middle school with? No, not this time, unfortunately. Oh. Um, he was co-executive producer for the first four episodes of Star Trek TNG, and then he fucked off because he did not like it. He, he, he was, was like, not I'm a fan. This show's terrible, and then it got super good. <laughs> uh, for some reason, he went back and wrote some episodes later. I guess they called him, called him home. Uh, the Way Survivors, Who Watches the Watchers, Booby Trap. The baby. That, that's a good one. Oh, he did the Ensigns of Command as well. Which one's that one? It's the one with the um, 
like aliens are, who own the planet and Data goes down to tell him he's an ice man. Oh, it's that one. I think it's that one. Ice. He's an ice man, clearly. You clearly, he's an ice man. He's white. Uh, this episode is directed by Les Landau. Cool, cool name. Which is a cool name. Um, he was... Uh, he directed, like, a... At least one episode of all four Berman era Star Trek spinoff series. The Big Four. That's what we call it. We, uh, call we it do that. now. We do now. Matt Mag. I'm looking up. I'm. I'm fact checking. Yeah, you're. You're right so far. I'm really glad that you're keeping me honest <laughs> on this show. Yeah. Uh, he was double, the. He was the first assistant thing. director on the Child, the one we were just talking about. About. Um, an alien impregnating Troy with himself. Yeah, they kind of pull that shit uh, in this episode too, right? Where she's like, "I'm hurt." Oh yeah, well, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, getting like mind fucked is like what happens to her all the time. She has to listen to that horrible music box. It really, it's not a great music box if it drives you insane if you listen to it long enough. No. That's all music boxes. Or like a, a little kid with a jack-in-the-box? Fuck that shit. What's wrong with the jack-in-the-box, Josh? It's the most annoying toy, hands down. I don't know. The like little kid like squeezy toys that you squeeze and it goes... The dog toys? Uh, dude, the when daily I was a growl. Kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had this teddy bear that was made out of like this squeezy material... Uh-huh. And I could not squeeze it because it hurt my feelings so bad that this teddy bear was crying when I was a little kid. Oh, you're so um, you're like an empath. So I wouldn't let anybody squeeze it, and if somebody did, I would punch them. So damn, never mind. You're like a violent empath. <laughs> I'm I'm an extremely violent child. Uh, he directed um, Sarek, which is a really fucking great episode. Yeah, he did a pretty pretty good set of episodes yeah ensign row unification part one times arrow part one and two ensign row boobification part one that's what i'm interested in uh-huh uh so he was a good <laughs> he was a good director sometimes yeah well i mean he doesn't really have any control over the content of the episode besides the visual style and representation yeah, he's not writing so. them right but he he got to direct some good ones which you know, it matters who directs it, right? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, we've pointed out before that some episodes of Star Trek TNG are worth mentioning the direction specifically because yeah. it's really good. And others like this one are very much shot kind of like a like episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> like, there's some yeah, outside I, shots that are really good, but every time they're in the house, I'm like, this just looks like a future Golden Girls. Because they shot it in, like, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> they're like in a set yeah I don't know It, it. I feel like um, you know with television especially in the 80s they were like don't stand out too much you it's know? probably like, true it's, the, the edges are, are softened because it's not supposed to be like super stylized right yeah true and I mean this episode is very sort of like straight up the center which I guess is uh, makes sense when you find out Les Landau directed like a hundred episodes or whatever. Yeah, he just show. is like, whatever. We're going in. We're gonna shoot it. Okay, shoot it. It's <laughs> lit well and everything. I mean, yeah. 
visually it's not terrible. It's just, you know, it's good. It's all right. When they beam down to the to the house, that's some terrible green screening going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I was like, oh. I was like, whoa, that's not good. They did the best they could. They had the house and everything in the background. They didn't it know. probably looked better on a television in 1989. That's I try to keep that in mind when I'm talking about these episodes, right? Is like people yeah. used to watch this on like a 13-inch television screen. Oh, God. SD quality. We had a television, like a mini, like radio television in our dining room, and it was like I think it was like five inches. <laughs> like, like it's tiny. People I, watch shit on that. Yeah, shit. I used to watch um, cartoons on a fucking black and white mini TV yeah. in my room before I got a regular TV. Eventually, yeah, I remember I had a TV to play Nintendo, but also like we didn't have cable, so it was just a TV. Imagine, that... imagine this horror show. Kids today listen to this. All you young kids who love Star yeah. Trek uh, classic. Uh, I used to have to wait until my parents weren't watching TV, which was almost never, yeah. to be able to play my video games. Because we only had yeah. the one TV. You had to share a television. <laughs> like, what's that about? That's crazy, right? Like, I actually had uh, Sega Channel for a little while oh, later. Oh, this guy. Um... I, Sega Channel, Dad. I got Sega Channel the last four months it, it existed, where they started slashing the price over and over because <laughs> no one was buying it. And what a four months it was. Um, it was honestly fucking amazing. Like, I wouldn't know that there was a sequel to Toe Jam and Earl if it wasn't for that. That's my favorite one. Yeah, Panic on Funkatron is the best. That's the best one. And um, I wouldn't have known that the game Pulse Man exists, which is a fucking amazing game. Go look it up, everybody, if you haven't played it. And um, I also (laughs) never would have played Mutant Chronicles, where a monster pukes on you and fills up a room with puke while you try and fight them. So That just sounds like a Friday night. (laughs) You want to expand on that? I'm the monster. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting a no. <laughs> but uh, my point with the Sega Channel wasn't just to uh, flip out my giant Sega Channel dick on you. Yeah. It was it was that I was back in the same situation again because it would only yeah. hook up through the phone line in the living room. So I had to wait yeah. for my parents to stop watching uh, MASH long enough so I could fucking I was, play. I was lucky as a, as a kid because my... I, I, I think because my dad was so like selfish <laughs> that he was like he was like i don't want to share the thing so he just like got me my own thing right well, that's why i ended like, up getting a tv is yeah, because my parents were yeah. sick and tired of me begging to play video games yeah they got tired of my shit and then i also in like in middle school and high school i had like my own phone because they were like i'm not dealing with this kid listening you had to your fucking- own phone yeah, man. And you were talking about my big swanging Sega Channel thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, I was pretty spoiled. I got some some sweet shit growing up, but uh, yeah, because uh, because I was an only child, and like my family was like, we'll just buy him his own shit, because like I don't want to, I don't want to like share a telephone <laughs> with a with a middle school kid. Fuck well, that, right? It took me until I was fourteen or fifteen to get a, a phone put in my room. But yeah. it was still the same phone line. But it was yeah, like the same line. it was like that classic, like uh, 
I, I don't think it was the 90s anymore when I was 14 or 15. I, it wasn't, but it was oh that God. 90s see-through phone. Yeah, clear. was it blue? Uh, no, it was actually clear. Oh, it was the clear one. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember that one. And uh, you could tell that it the wiring was going bad in it because when you answered it, you could see a spark on the inside. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. So I would always have to answer it and hold it away from me and then put it to my ear. Did it shock you? I was worried it would. You could see the spark every time. I remember my phone number still. Because uh, when you typed tell it out, everybody, it played... you're going to get time doxxed. <laughs> when you typed out the number, it played the doot, <laughs> That's why I remember it. <laughs> uh, tonally remembering your phone number is probably yep. not something Se- that exists anymore. <laughs> seven six six two was the last four numbers, and if you go seven six six two seven six six two, it plays it. That's amazing. <laughs> I still remember my childhood phone number. I get the idea that's still my mom's number. I just don't know because don't give it out then. <laughs> everybody calling my mom like, do you like Star Trek? Probably, it probably is right. I feel like moms don't change phone numbers. Too like often. she's moved, but she still lives near the same place. So I feel like she kept the same number. Yeah, you get to keep it. You get to keep the number. Uh, so anyway, Star Trek. <laughs> um. The Enterprise D is headed to uh, a remote colony in the Federation called Rana Four. Yeah, the Delta Rana system, which sounds like a stripper's name. Delta Rana. <laughs> yeah, like a space stripper. I would go to that. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> so they sent out a distress signal from Rana Four that they were under attack, and all I can wonder this whole episode is like, how long did it take them to answer this distress signal? Or how long did it take to blow this place up? I always th- rem- misremember this episode as being a crystalline entity episode. It fits that, for sure. Because it's the same premise, You know, that might right? actually be the misdirection in this episode, that you're supposed to think it's the crystalline entity. You're supposed entity. to think that, yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'm misremembering the misdirection. I don't know. When they when they arrive at the planet, it's obliterated. The whole planet has been all of its surface is burned except like a little forest with a house in the middle of it. Yeah, there's like a little lawn, <laughs> like a like a Sim City, like a residential area. <laughs> Pretty much, like if you start uh, Sim City and you put down a house and some trees, yeah. that's the world. Just one house, <laughs> uh, so- one square acre. So Riker leads an away team down to figure out uh, what the fuck is up. Yeah. My favorite part is when, when Picard's like, uh, I think you need to go down there and uh, check out what's going on, number one. <laughs> Riker's like, do you have a cold or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I always talk like that. <laughs> and then they zoom in on his face real close up, and it's like very dramatic. Um... It's, it is very dramatic. You're right. They do that He's Picard like, zoom in like all the time. I think they, they realized Picard, right around now that it's like it super worked. effective. It, yeah, it worked for Picard, and they do it again later with Riker. They give him his own Picard zoom in. Riker has his own Picard zoom in usually anyway. He doesn't look directly at the camera like Picard does. No. like slightly past it. He stares off into the distance. He raises an eyebrow, too. He like uh, does like a... Bedroom eyes. 
Riker's kind of like pissed in this episode, and I would be too if like Captain Picard just like didn't tell me anything. <laughs> I'm like the number one guy on the ship. Yeah, Picard goes off on like a super hunch, and it's like, yeah, you want to tell everybody about this hunch? And there, there's a moment in the episode later that we'll get to where um, all of our heroes think that Picard just allowed this old couple to get fucking obliterated for just no murdered. reason. And he's, he's just, just like, well, his tea. he's like, well, gonna go to my ready room. See you guys later. <laughs> I must finish a book. I'll be back, number one. And number one's like, what? We just killed two old people. If I was Riker, I would be like, well, wait a fucking minute, sir. <laughs> sir, should we should we contact their next of kin? <laughs> like, like, what should we do? Was that the plan? Right? That we don't have to worry about them now because they're dead? Is that your plan? Yeah, that solves that. <laughs> Brushes his hands off. Time to go read Moby Dick. This is like one of the few episodes that they do in away team that Counselor Troy is not on. No, but the Doctor is. You Which can only have either the Doctor or Troy. Only one woman at a time. Yeah, only one lady at a time. You don't excursions. want to confuse the aliens too much. All, the all of these human women look the same to yeah. us aliens. <laughs> Yeah, the the away team is Dr. Crusher, Data, Jordy, and Worf. It's sort of a weird away team. Like, Jordy's there. I guess it's still early on, right, where, like, Jordy was still going on missions, pretty much. It's confusing that he went, really, because, like, what is his purpose there? I guess it's to ask him what he sees. Because Riker's like, what do you, Jordy, what do your elf eyes see? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, it's like a normal house. Like, everything looks normal. I guess <laughs> like, so. They don't have yeah, fucking don't scanners on that shit in this episode. Yeah, they got fucking tricorders. Like, use that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Riker heads towards the house, and Jordy's like, no, wait, there's a trap. Dude, this is the silliest thing and that's ever been in any fucking Star Trek. Fucking our boy Riker gets Scooby-Doo trapped with, like, a <laughs> snare. <laughs> they rip his face off and they're like, Crystalline Entity, it was you the whole time. If somebody has some amazing, like, like editing skills, please <laughs> edit, like, Riker's head being taken off and there's just Crystalline Entity poking up out of his neck. <laughs> just a tiny little Crystalline <laughs> Entity. <laughs> One of its stalks or whatever. It yeah, is. it's just like one stalk with some offshoots, like the very yeah. tip top of the crystalline entity. <laughs> uh, he gets yeah. like Scooby Doo trapped, and like two old folks uh, walk out, and yeah. uh, they're like, "Get off my property! Get out of my fucking swamp! Get off my space swamp!" <laughs> and he cocks his space shotgun. His space shotgun. He like. Uh, turns the crank on it. Right, Josh? Futurama. Riker's like, uh, we're your rescue party. And he's like, we don't need no rescue. And yeah, get off our property. <laughs> but an old lady runs out and she's like, no, no, we're we're good guys, actually. Yeah, she says those li- that line. Uh, she's the, uh, she's in Mrs. Doubtfire. She's the, uh, what is what is it? What is she? Um, she's the grandma, is No, she's the she's social in, worker or something like yeah, that, right? She's in Liar Liar for sure. She, is that what I'm thinking? She about? plays like I, a secretary or something in it. Like yeah, she's she's Liar Liars. That's his name. His secretary. Yeah, Mister Lo- Liar Lawyer Liar yeah. Esquire. <laughs> Lawyer Liar Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> I love that. 
Yeah. And she's like she's all sassy and doesn't take his shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's a good actor. She is. She um I remember her very fondly from an episode of the Golden Girls, since we're gonna bring that That's why bring it back this around. reminds you of that. Um she's great in this. She plays Rishon Uxbridge, married to Kevin. Kevin? Yeah, her name is Rishon. His name is yeah. Kevin. <laughs> I guess Kevin's still super popular 400 years from now. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all using all the same names. Really, they should be using shit that even now we would be, like, rolling our eyes at, right? Well, Rish- Rishon's pretty, like, future-y, right? True. Uxbridge is really future-y. Because I, all I can imagine is people, like, back at the turn of the 19th century being like, my name's John Smith. Yeah. And people being like, oh, my name's Braxton. Yeah. Braxton. Well, what a ki- kid's name now are like my name's uh, names. Kaylee spelled Kaylee K A I L E I G H three Y's at the end Kylie. for some reason. My name's Dakota, but spelled like D E A C O T O U E D A Q U E O. T T E. This with is a zoom this is like the fucking spelling bee now. <laughs> People are, like, writing this furiously down. What the fuck? Please stop, everyone. That's what they're writing. Please, <laughs> please stop. Please send. emailing us. Talk about Star Trek, please. Uh, Kevin and Rashawn Uxbridge, who are botanists, uh, who moved to Rana yeah. for, like, an indeterminate amount of time ago. You find out later, but it kind of it doesn't. It kind of doesn't matter. They but. they say, yeah, we saw a big old ship in orbit, and it blowed up the planet. But they didn't hurt us for some reason. Who knows why? I don't know. Shrug. Uh, which is like you should at least make something up. Like, yeah, this is extremely suspicious. Yeah, this is like, um, like I always whenever I watch this episode, I'm always like, oh, this is like a. TOS episode, but, like, with that very special late 80s uh, TNG Twilight Zoniness to it, right? Yeah, like, th- this like could they, have fit as a TOS episode, for sure. Yeah. Like, they, they really, like, figured out that, like, oh, we, well, we can just take, like, these TOS, like, concepts and make them better by, in, like, infusing this, like, big mystery, right? Like, what's the twist here? So yeah, like, if this was a TOS episode, like when they left the house this time, he yeah. would like transform into like a, a fucking like Tokusatsu monster. And, yeah, you'd like, peer see around him. the corner like Neh. yeah, you'd, you'd see him turn into whatever he is, right? Uh, which you know would ruin the mystery for the audience. But uh, TNG kind of operates on that mystery, that like yeah. hour long mystery afternoon TV style. Yeah, it's uh, it's very Twilight Zoney. Uh, so they're like, "Hey, can we go inside your house?" And they're like, "No." He's like, <laughs> "Which oh. is like, you know, yeah. that's that's even more suspicious, right?" And they're like, "Oh, okay, come in, come on yeah, in, I guess, come on in, yeah." And and then they played tetherball with Riker. Oh man, they should have. That would have been great. You could tell he hates being upside down. It's it's uh I could only imagine how uncomfortable it is for a guy who has a horrible back injury that affects yeah. his everyday life. Also being upside down sucks. It's not great. <laughs> All the blood goes to your face and not your peener. Uh <laughs> it just pulls at the bottom of your skull. Ugh. 
So Data finds a music box, which um, becomes important for some reason. I, I guess it just is. Yeah. Um, he opens it up and like the Rashawn is like, "Oh, that was a gift. I've had it was been in my family for generations." And yeah. uh, they got it at a legendary place called Walmart. <laughs> Data fucking loves it, man. He's got that little data smile he, on. While he he's does that, at it. that twitch where he's like very inquisitive. Like he's like, "What the hell am I?" He's like a cat. What is this? <laughs> he loves it like a cat too. He's just st- his pupils get gigantic while he's staring yeah. at it. <laughs> he wiggles his butt at it. Uh, Troy hears the music box on the Enterprise, and mm-hmm. to begin with, she's just like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, but it's gonna get worse. Yeah, welcome to the pain dome, Troy. <laughs> uh, Riker's like, hey, so um, we're here to take you away from this completely devastated planet that there's no way you could possibly survive on. Also, why would you want to? Because look at it. Yeah, and they're like, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, why? And there's like, uh, reasons. Yeah. I don't want to. Like, don't. We're just old, and we don't want to. And it's like, yeah, but people live to like 160 Hey, did you know that um, you can't survive because there's no water? And you can't like, drink the water. Extremely no limited food. food. Yeah. And he's like, we'll yeah. make it by. We always have. <laughs> I like how he's a south. He's a southern guy now. I don't know. Something about him just reads. He's just this old crotchety ass, white ass southern guy to me. Oh, uh, we forgot the part where he... He points a phaser that doesn't work at them. Oh, yeah. I love that uh, Worf is Worf. like, you, it takes unmitigated gall. He smiles. I like gall. Worf has some good lines in this one. He has the absolute classic Worf line in this one. <laughs> good tea. Nice house. Nice house. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like for a Klingon. That's pretty impressive. That's great right? manners, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Those are some Russian <laughs> manners. <laughs> But yeah, they won't come to the Enterprise, and they don't want to leave their home planet, and they could stay with each other, and yeah. Riker's like, yeah, you can come together. I wasn't going to, like, separate you, like, a fucking, like, put you in yeah. cells on opposite sides of the ship. Well, they're acting real cagey. Like, they're real, you know, like, it play, it plays, like, at first where Kevin Uxbridge is just, like, a grumpy-ass old man. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's a grump. He's just a grumpy pop-up, grumpy space pop-up. <laughs> he couldn't be more suspicious about this, though, is the thing. Yeah. Because they're like, so why do you think you were spared from this, like, nuclear planetary holocaust? And he's like, what do you think? I, I gave the aliens the information and, like, worked <laughs> with them, and that's why they spared me? And they're like, now I do. Yeah, now <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. It's this whole situation's fucking weird as shit, and like, there's no explanation given as to why. No, they're just like, I don't know, because I didn't want him to die or something. Like, make something up, like anything. <laughs> this whole this whole premise kind of falls apart a little bit later when you find out what's going on, because you're like, why didn't you just like do this other thing? Like, why didn't he just like? Make the planet be invisible or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, why didn't like, he? Why didn't he just not show the uh, the like forest and house? Just show it as like a yeah. devastated planet. Yeah. Or why didn't he just take like like in the beginning like when the ship was attacking them? Why didn't he just zoop it over to another galaxy? Fuck it. 
Right? Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. It does. Like that does fall apart. Where he's like, I refuse to kill, but like, you could just, you could do a lot of other stuff besides There's kill. Tons of shit that you could do. Right? You're like a magic space genie, dude. Use your powers. But he he doesn't, and I guess no. he thinks uh, it would have been better if maybe he was like, I thought I was like too good to sully my hands with their war, but this is what it cost me. Right? Right. But he doesn't say that. He's like, well, I just didn't want to, so. I just didn't feel like it. I was just, you know. Uh, I think this is a good moment to take a break. But before we do, I would like to thank the February sponsor of the month. Mm -hmm. Bits, Chips, and Flipped Scripts. A great podcast uh, Mm -hmm. by my boys Bam and Cam. And you'll hear a great commercial during this commercial break after these messages we'll be right back yeah hmm maybe if i hey there bantholomew what you uh, what you working on there oh hey cam i've played literally every video game in the universe and now i'm trying to figure out what to do with myself well bamilton i don't think putting staples in your copy of gex enter the gecko is gonna help with that or will it? Nah. Nah. Oh, why don't we just change up games that already exist? Oh? Uh? Yes, my dear Benjamin. Let's make something new from something old. Yes, but that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, let's just speculate how the game would change instead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. Sounds like a podcast idea to me. Bits, chips, and flipped scripts. It's the butterfly effect in gaming. Find it wherever you get your podcasts from. Back to the show. Welcome back. We're back into the show now. We didn't take a break for like a half an hour talking about <laughs> bullshit. No, it definitely did not happen. Never happens on this show. It doesn't happen every single episode. (laughs) So back on the Enterprise, the senior staff uh, all meet in the observation lounge and have some nice coffee. (laughs) There's donuts. And they... uh, they're, they're talking about, hey, do you think these motherfuckers helped the aliens destroy this planet? Yeah, they're confounded. They're like, what the fuck is this? What is happening? Right? They don't yeah, know. Like, why did the aliens leave the Ux bridges? Why didn't they blow yeah. them the fuck up like they did everybody else? And Troy is not paying attention to any of this. She is having, like, a mild panic attack in a chair by herself. <laughs> yeah, and you can hear the crazy music from the dancing machine what is it called music box <laughs> the dancing machine yeah. <laughs> it's playing in her brain fucking like one of the japanese tunes from dance dance revolution is just going off in her head <laughs> i knew exactly what i could see it in my brain when you said it uh <laughs> the funniest thing about this scene is like picard is like uh, counselor are you all right she's like yeah yeah i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and Riker continues to stare at her for the rest of the scene while he's talking yeah. to Picard. Yeah. And then she's like, can I go to the nurse's office? <laughs> and the <laughs> Crusher's right there. And she's like, I'm the nurse. He's like, not yeah. you, not you. No, she wants to go to her quarters, right? Yeah. It's so weird. And you're like, okay. And Picard's like, by all means. 
And she goes to her quarters and, like, breaks the fuck down in the mirror, like, screaming to stop it. Yeah, she has, like, a, a an episode. No <laughs> like doubt. A whole, like, a whole thing. If I had to hear that, like, shitty little tinkly music box music in my head getting louder and louder forever... Yeah, I'd put a bullet. Yeah, I would paint the fucking wall. <laughs> like, I'd phaser myself, vaporize myself. Yeah, I would point that phaser, and it would just turn me red, and I would disappear. <laughs> then you'd see your cool skeleton underneath for half a second. That'd be sweet. What is the name of that captain in the mo- in the TOS movies who phasers himself? Oh, um... I forget the reliant captain. Yeah, he's, Maxwell, he's, Captain Maxwell. It is might that be Captain name? Maxwell. He's he's Dathan, the yeah, um, yes, alien from yeah, Darmok. Darmok, yeah. But uh, Picard shows up in Troy's quarters and he tells her about the music. Uh, she tells him about the music she's hearing, and Picard's like, "Oh, you know, you're probably just sleepy. We've all heard that music." And I'm like, "Picard, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "We've all been there." You know, going nuts <laughs> on music. Just, yeah. He's like, yeah, we've all been th- so tired, we've heard the melody. And I'm like, Picard, what in the holy shit are you talking about right now? It's, she it's, kind of I, ignores him. I feel like he doesn't yet realize, like, the like her power is always connected to the problem, right? Like, yeah. eventually he's like, okay, he, like, learns to trust her instincts. But here he's like, oh, you're probably just, I don't know, on your period or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, it's real. She's like freaking out. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like, no, no, it's much deeper than that. It's playing in my head beginning to end. Yeah. And when it ends, it restarts. And Picard's like, oh, yeah. well, you should probably fucking go to bed, I guess. Yeah, try to go to sleep and take so many drugs. He's like, take the drug. Take yeah. all the drugs. Take the required supplements if necessary. Yeah. And then yeah. she fucking tokes up. <laughs> Smokes up, tokes up, eats a whole chocolate cake from the replicator, but it's okay because it's got, like, vitamin D in it. It's got, it's got peptides or whatever. <laughs> Cellular peptide cake. But Picard is like, when did it start? And Troy's like, oh, it was just a few hours ago when you beamed down to meet uh, fucking Kevin and Rashawn. Yeah. And Picard's like, oh, weird. Anyway, good night. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> Hope you feel better. Oh, the wharf is like, Captain, uh, I've searched the entire quadrant and the ship is yeah. nowhere to be found, the invasion force. And Picard's like, oh, well, you know, this happened and people didn't know the ship yeah. was hiding behind a moon. The Andorians dismantled their ship or something. It's like a story. Yeah, and he, Worf is like, they did not have someone of my thoroughness. I stake <laughs> my career on it. <laughs> And when the warship appears, Picard walks out and he's like, Lieutenant? Yeah. <laughs> he's just fucking rubbing his nose in it. And Worf's like, I, uh, I, uh, I have no explanation, Captain. And Picard's like, it's fine, you fucking moron. You Klingon shit. <laughs> he just gets racist at him. Yeah. Maybe if you had human eyes, you'd be able to Whoa! see it. Jesus. Jesus, Picard. They don't have any, like, vehicle ID in the records. Yeah, they've never seen it before. It's it's like a ship that, uh, you know, they they have no history with whatsoever. Um, But it's huge. It's, like, massive. 
and they don't fire like phasers. They fire like uh, like phase resonance. Yeah, it looks. I mean, the 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 uh, a special effect looks like electricity, sort of. Yeah, it like electricity forms into a ball, and then yeah. it like fires energy out of it. But they're shooting them with this like like puny ass like forty megawatts, which I guess is not a lot. It's not. <laughs> a, it's know. like forty gigawatts. Forty it's gigawatts. Still not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, whatever. Who even cares? They're like, fire. He's like, fire a warning shot, Mr. Wolf. And he shoots it, and they don't. It like turns, I guess, at this point. Yeah, they like fire a warning shot, and it turns and flies away. Yeah. This is my. This is a really cool scene. I like this scene because it like. It's like kind of like a, a real. As real science says, like, this show gets, right? Like. They're like talking about like the acceleration curve. They're like match match the acceleration curve to like catch up to this thing. And yeah, they, the problem comes in with the ship uh, constantly matching their acceleration yeah. curve. Like it's it's ahead of them or it knows what they're doing. And they're like, yo, like hit that nitrous, Jordy. <laughs> and he's like, You got it. We're a family. (laughs) 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 Fucking still nothing. They're all like warp like 9.3 or some shit, right? Yeah, they're about to turn into fucking catfish monsters. (laughs) And they still can't catch it. Still can't catch it, yeah. Uh, And Picard's like, fuck this. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, plot a return course to the Delta Rana system. Yeah. And uh, Riker's like, what? Why? Why? And Picard's like, I'm not telling you anything this episode. Bye. He, he says, I think we're being toyed with, right? Like, but he, he kind of knows like what's up or has a some kind of hunch. I don't know. Yeah, he's figured it out already, which is like, wow, it's pretty fucking good detective work. Yeah, he's like Batman. He knows. And Riker's like, this one got away. He's like mad about it. <laughs> he's pissed. Uh, yeah. They they return to Rana Four and Picard beams down with Worf to bring uh, the Uxnards, whatever they're fucking called, Uxbridges. Yeah, the Uxbridges, a uh, replicator, and they're like, we don't need that. Or the, yeah, like, like we don't need that. And why like, well, doesn't yeah, he actually say like, do. yeah? Why doesn't he say like thank you? Like great, now we can survive here. And that would be that'd be it. They would probably just fucking yeah. leave. Rashawn's like, uh, yeah, we do need that. Thank you yeah. very much. It Please makes come water. in for tea. And he's like, we only give him no goddamn tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goddamn tea. We only got like two tea bags left. I don't know. <laughs> Motherfucker, go drink my chai. <laughs> and she's like, well, I've never turned anyone away from this house, and I'm not going to start now. And he's like, yeah. Razzafrazzum. Razzafrazzle ass wifey. I should have divorced her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go in to talk about the tea. We get that balling ass wharf line. Yeah. And it's funny because he's sipping this tiny little tea cup. <laughs> like, the, like, like Michael Thorne's a pretty big guy, but they must have found like a slightly smaller teacup for him because, like, it's really small. <laughs> 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 and you're like, this dude's huge. 
he's also looks so uncomfortable yeah. like sitting on the couch with his little teacup. It's hilarious. I, it's, it's funny too because like they like speaking of like direction, like they leave a lot of headspace in the shot, so it yeah. makes him look even more like uncomfortable and weird. Uh, Rashawn talks about how they fucking fell in love being botanists, and they they were moved. on a boat, like a cruise, I guess. They, they, were they were on like an old people cruise. But this is when they were the kids, though. I think yeah, they were and apparently, like, something. she asked him to marry her, like, hours after they met. Yeah, so knowing what we know watching the episode, like, did he, like, magic her into fucking marrying him? Oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. That's exactly the first thing I thought. I was like, yo, he, like, fucking made her marry him. Two hours is crazy. That's nuts. Because he fucking... did say, like, he fell in love with a human for the yeah. first time. Yeah, he fell in love with her, right? So Damn. did he just, like, wave his hand and be like, okay, let's get married now. This gross-ass molester alien. Right? And he says, like, his, his her family was like, get out of here. Yeah. She, <laughs> they didn't like him. Yeah. Because he's a fucking alien. <laughs> fucking but, space genie, man. Picard's like, so, like, did you guys fight with the colonists? And he's like, I do not kill. Yeah, he's a conscientious objector, right? Yeah. He's and a he's, pacifist. He's, He's like, what about you, Rashawn? Did you want to fight with the colonists? And she's like, well, I did, but I stayed here with my husband. Right, which is bullshit. And I don't know why we were spared, but uh, we were. And I'm happy we were, and we're going to stay here forever. Bye! <laughs> and Picard's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's like, just so weird and so not thought out. Right? Yeah, they're like, bye, we're not suspicious, don't come looking again. Yeah. But then Picard, what? he gets like kind of an argument, right? Oh, no, that doesn't I, happen for a little bit. I kind of phased out here. Well, Troy, Troy is like, the music has gotten so loud that like it's clipping into the regular audio a little, which I thought was like a really good touch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like peaking. Yeah, because like <laughs> Crusher is like, Crusher and like two uh, other like medical officers are trying to help her, but she's like freaking the fuck out, like screaming yeah. in hysterics. I thought it was interesting when they move her to the bed and Crusher's like, we gotta get her to sickbay. And she's like, no, 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 I want to stay here. Because, like, think about, like, if you're freaking out like that in public, like, that would be horrible. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. No thank you for no, that. No, like, that would be horrible. Like, people would be like, did you see Troy? She went nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. crazy. She, how can I go to this counselor? She was, like, lo yeah. she was like anim animalistically losing her shit. She was, like, scratching her ears off. Like, that's crazy. Um, do you, I said hysterical, which is like, do you know the origin of the word hysterical? Yeah, histrionics. It's a hyster yeah. hysterectomy. It's yeah. like women be fucking crazy. That's yeah, what women it means. be crazy because their vaginas be making them nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, hysterical is a word. Yeah, right into us to tell me how I fucked that up. Um, no, it's fine. It's still it's a word people use. It, it doesn't have to mean that anymore. It can just be a word we use. It doesn't have to. Uh, she like Doc Crusher's like I'll put you into Delta wave sleep, but Troy's like No, it'll follow me it even there, her. which is yeah. fucking horrifying. Yeah. Uh, What's up with that? <laughs> how does she know that? But anyway, <laughs> she just knows. <laughs> Uh, the Enterprise goes into red alert because the ship from earlier is back and it has, like, all of its fucking 
Kamehameha wave like built up. It trained with Kami, and now it's fucking ready. <laughs> it's a hundred times. Gra- it went into an even bigger ship that has a hundred times the gravity as, as <laughs> space. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it fires off uh, like a billion, like one point twenty one gigawatts. Gigawatts, yeah. And uh, the Enterprise is like fucking getting rocked. Yeah, and they fire everything they have, and the ship is like completely unfazed. Yep, nothing. It does that cool like geometric shield effect where like the uh, that they use for like the Borg. Yeah, with that like pixelated shield that like N sixty four ass shield. Fucking Andross's face from Star Fox shield. (laughs) Andross's enemy is my enemy. Fucking love oh, that game. Man. That game rolls. Um, but uh, like they they like leave the Enterprise like moves out of the ship's firing range because they're gonna get fucking obliterated. But Picard's like uh, they're like we're just gonna leave the colonists and Picard's like well I don't think they're any danger at all. Number one. Yeah. And if I was Riker, I'd be like, all right, what alien has replaced Picard this week that we have to figure <laughs> out? Did he get cloned again, and is, is he a crazy clone, or did Moriarty get out? Did that happen yet? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. I know that Hadley Sinclair has said that if we ever do the Moriarty thing, that they have to be on the episode. They have to be on the, yeah. They love Moriarty, which is, I think it's cool, because, like, is, he's a cool character. Out of all the things to pick from Star Trek to love the most, um... I find that super great. And you can hear their adventures as Moriarty in our special Space Kings crossover episode we did. Head back and listen yeah. to that. Yep. Uh, Troy is out. They, like, put her the fuck out. They have, like, uh, a Wi-Fi tower blinking next to her. <laughs> it's that 5G. It'll get you. <laughs> They put her unconscious. Picard is like, uh, I think the music in Troy's head has something to do with the Uxbridges, and they're like, they're doing it somehow so that they don't yeah. have to leave the planet. He kind of pieced it together. He's yeah. He he thinks that the ship is somehow protecting the Uxbridges. Right. Whether they know it is or not, they have right. something to do with why it keeps showing up. Oh, yeah. Oh, they do. <laughs> and he goes down to the planet, and, like, Kevin and Rashawn are, like, dancing, and it really looks like Kevin is just throwing her around. It's, like, oh, uncomfortable huge. how hard he's throwing her. He's so big. And uh, Kevin is like, Leave me and my wife alone so we can dance to the Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> And uh, Picard's like, yeah, we'll leave, and I'll never set foot in your home again for any reason. That's the one, yeah. But after that ship showed up and it tried to destroy you, there's no way we can leave you here, so I'll keep the ship in orbit forever as long as you two live. As long as you're alive. Yeah. Because that's my duty. This is really clever, right? Yeah. He's putting them into a scenario where they have to show their hand. Right. Poker. Space poker. Space poker. Spoker. Spoker. <laughs> uh, they beam back to the Enterprise. A lot of beaming in this episode. Yeah, they're up and down on this one. And the uh, the unidentified ship returns, and it's fucking pissed off. Yep. 
and Worf's like, all right, uh, how many photon torpedoes can I shoot off? Because, man, oh, it feels so good. It's, it's, you ever just shoot a photon? Oh, man, it makes me feel like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the range, shoot a photon. But Picard's like, yeah, we're not actually going to do anything. And they're all like, what? Yeah. They're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, don't worry. It'll just all be let fine. It, let it do what it does. <laughs> And the ship targets the house that the that Kevin and Rashawn are in, yeah. and everybody's like, "Shouldn't we do something, sir?" He's like, "La di da di da." He's like, "No, no, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool." He's like knitting a scarf. He's like, "Fuck, it's chill, it's chill, everybody." <laughs> what size are you, number one? No, we gotta do something. <laughs> Uh, and the ship fires, obliterates the entire plot of land that the house is on, and then fl- and then uh, Worf is like, "Oh, can yeah. I do something now?" And he's like, "Yes, shoot a f- one photon, at single it. photon torpedo." And Worf's like, "That's not enough to get me off. Fine, <laughs> gonna need to be at least 12. <laughs> And it just blows the ship to smithereens yeah. with one yeah. shot. And then Picard's like, all right, well, cool. I'm going to be in my ready room if you need me. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? What is going on? Is that Picard crazy? does not give a shit. He's, just, <laughs> he's out. He doesn't care. Picard out. And it goes to his ready room, and he continues knitting that scarf. He's like, well, we'll keep an orbit over the planet. And they're like, why? It's yeah. dead. There's nothing there. And he's like, eh, whatever. Keep yeah, an orbit. He, I guess he goes into, like, high, higher orbit or what? I don't know if that yeah. matters, but he thinks it Worf does. is, like, bitching about it. He's like, I can't believe we have to stay over this dead planet. I didn't even get the jizz. And Jory's <laughs> Jordy's like, oh wait, sensor reading's coming in. Captain, the house and the forest have returned. It's back. The yard's back. Even the goofy ass Scooby Doo trap is back. Fuck. And Picard's like, all right, well, beam him on the ship. (laughs) Data's like, what if they protest? And he's like, let the bitch. Do I look like I care? I don't give a fuck. Follow my orders, Data. It's like that fucking video of that dude being laughing and be like, oh, oh bitch, I don't give a fuck. Oh, the, uh, the Florida lady who's the, the MAGA lady, that one? Uh, like, maybe it was used for that. I don't know. But um, Right, it's just the guy in that shirt, that like teal shirt or whatever. That guy? Is that the one you're thinking of? I don't remember what shirt he was wearing. I'll show you. <laughs> um, but he orders Kevin and Rashawn to be beamed directly to the bridge. And when they show up, they're like, what have you done? And he's like, did I interrupt a waltz? I think that's a really good line. He's like, did I interrupt your fucking, you old bastard? Your pelvic like, waltz. Wow. <laughs> did I interrupt you sticking your peen in that vagine? Does your penis even work anymore? And he's like, God damn. Damn, dude, this is mean. <laughs> it's just, this is beyond the pale, dude. You're going way too far. You're hungry with fucking power, Picard. Calm but, down. Uh, He's like, I want one of my crew members to stop suffering, Kevin. And Rashawn's like, what does he mean? Yeah. Picard's like, Kevin created, created the house and the ship. He's the one who's been controlling it the whole time. Yep. And he's a, it was he's a TOS monster. It was proven because uh, I put you in the scenario where you had to do what I told you to do. 
Yeah, I gave you, you did the it conditions. Like a dumb bastard. Yeah, he's like, I gave you the conditions that would satisfy us leaving, and you took the bait, right? Yeah, like in a really stupid way. Really, <laughs> he did yeah. it exactly that way. He's kind of a dingus. Like he's <laughs> like very smart. It turns out. Why not just make the house invisible for all time and just let the Enterprise sit there for like two days doing nothing? Right. Yeah. Like, how did you not know there was a like a distress signal as well? Like, did you yeah. think somebody was going to obliterate a planet and no one was going to call for help? There's like a hell of a lot of holes. In this one, but it somehow like works. It does. If you don't really, it's one of those episodes where if you don't pick it apart too much, it stands as like a really yeah. good episode. Yeah. But it does. It does have its faults. Because it, it, I guess because like we're not clear on the magic. Like magic A. Like what's magic A? Right. Like yeah. What wh- what can he do? Can he make things? I mean, I'm assuming he can do anything, right? Because he pretty much does. So it's like it's a. Ill- he he talks about his powers like it's illusions, right? He shoots the Enterprise with a big space gun. It's not an yeah, illusion. That's not an illusion. Yeah. I don't also, know. he he drives a lady insane. That's also not an illusion. Yeah. Also, he kills fifty billion people. Yeah. <laughs> which we didn't even get to yet. For sure, not an illusion. <laughs> but um, Rashawn's like, what is happening? Why is why? What is he talking about? And Picard's like, look, I can touch you. And the music's like, bow, chicka, bow, wow. Yeah, Al Green starts playing. <laughs> uh, and you have your own thoughts and feelings, but you're not real. Yeah. And Rashawn fucking vanishes in a weird ass effect where she turns into like a hairless, like featureless being for one second and then disappears. Yeah, it's like she's like a like a three D model, but. Yeah, Not, it like, wasn't that yet. So. The, the fucking <laughs> cyberpunk game glitches out, and all the features <laughs> of your character fall off, and that's what happened in this episode. Oh no, where did my cool cyberpunk mohawk go? <laughs> um, Kevin's like sad. And he's like, you're not human, you only appear to be one. You're actually a fucking TOS alien man. <laughs> you're a TOS monster. He's and like, then Kevin's oh, like, oh, really? Fucking Dragon Ball Z Zanzokin! And he fucking disappears. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, should we find him? And he's like, I don't think he'll hurt anyone. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a creature of conscience. So yeah. he has unfinished business before he goes back. And Cut to... <laughs> Cut to Troy's quarters. Crusher comes in, and an old man is standing over an unconscious <laughs> woman, and she is, of yeah. course, like freaked out by this. Yeah, she's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "I made that music and made her powers go crazy." I'm sorry, I made your pretty lady's thinking brain all crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. And I Picard- took out the music like I take out my potato sack to the <laughs> poor people house. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Shit. Um, Picard <laughs> takes the turbo turbo lift and appears yeah. there instantly. I think he just like like they like spot to spot transport him. It's like so fast. He fucking full on. He also does the Dragon Ball Z Zanzokin and yeah. appears there. He's like fucking. I've learned your tricks. <laughs> but Kevin's like, I'm not human. I'm actually a dowd. Yeah, and they get a name. Im- we're immortal beings of uh, what does he say? Like. 
uh, he basically says we're fucking liars. We disguise ourselves all the time. We're like, yeah, that's what we do. Tr- like tricksters or something. And like, I don't know. Living on Earth many years before, I met a beautiful human woman and fell in love with her, and uh, maybe made her love him. I don't know. I didn't yeah, think about that's that. A good question. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, yeah, but. Uh, they came to live on this planet together, and that's when the Who's Knock, which is a terrible name for an alien. Yeah, they got some weird name. They're not. They're not up on the names yet. They no. have. They haven't got like a lore master involved. The Who's Knock came. They were beings of hideous intelligence, knowing only aggression and destruction. They're pissy. They're just pissy. And they came to the planet. To, I guess, just fucking destroy it. They didn't really care about it otherwise. Yeah, you don't ever really... Doesn't matter. They're just like, whatever, they're bad guys. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like, all okay. evil. And, yeah. like, the colonists try to fight back, but Kevin, which is the na- is an alien's name. Kevin! Right? <laughs> He's a pacifist, so he couldn't use his powers to directly harm the aliens. Right. Also could not teleport them because it was uh, rude, I guess. Uh, yeah, it couldn't hide the planet. couldn't uh, do oh, any shit. number of things you could I do. I forgot, but this, this synopsis that I'm cheating off of just reminded me. I mean, what? <laughs> he did use his powers to try and trick them, and that's what made them more that's angry right. and he, cruel. He does something to them. I forget what he does. But I don't think he mad. actually describes exactly what he does. He just says he tried to use his powers to trick them. Well, then why don't they... Uh, so maybe he does make the planet, like, invisible, and like they figure out later it's back or something. Sure. But then why don't you just keep doing that? I don't know. I don't know. It's just a fucking sc- Scooby-Doo episode. Turn their fucking <laughs> sensors and weapons into jello. I don't know. Like, fucking... Uh, turn them all into puppies. <laughs> like, who the fuck knows, right? Like... Yeah. Put that fucking music box in their brains. But um, his his wife, Rashawn, went to fight with the colonists. And Kevin yeah. was like, you know, it's a hopeless battle. There's no way you can win. But she went anyway because she, you know, she felt she had to. It's their home. And uh, she got fucking murderized. Yeah. And uh, when he saw her dead, he lashed out with his incredible powers and obliterated the yeah. entire... Who's knock race? <laughs> Fifty billion people. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Not just the invading force, but all of them. Yeah, he's telling Captain Picard this, and Picard's like, "Well, shit." Yeah. <laughs> Picard just rubs the back of his head, like, "God damn." He's like, "This guy is fucking crazy." Kevin uses his uh, incredible cosmic powers to recreate Rashawn, their house, and the forest around it, and yeah. exiles himself to Rana 4. And yeah, there's a really cool line. Picard's like, I I am not the judge to judge you. I forget how he says it, but he says, says we, we are not the we're not the ones equipped to equipped. judge you. Yeah. Like how he's like our laws. Oh, the, we're not qualified to judge. Yeah, we don't have a law for what you did, which is yeah. so brutal. But he he, like, he just says you go back to Rana Four and make Rashawn live again. Yeah, it's Troy's sad. back to normal, and they're headed to a star base to just you know go about their regular Federation business. But I was Picard- thinking about like the Who's Knack, like. 
like like a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, people are going to find these who's knack artifacts and be like, what the fuck happened to these people, right? Yeah. Like, it's going to be like the Mayans. Like, where the fuck did they go? And like, they got to go find some like Starfleet report about a fucking crazy TOS alien who vaporized all these fucking people. Could you imagine right? how much of a fucking letdown that would be yeah. as a Starfleet officer? You're like, oh shit, I found these who's knock that disappeared into the ages. Whatever happened to yeah. them? I gotta find answers. And you find out an alien waved his hand and just <laughs> erased them. Oh, well, it's shit. Just, okay. It's just some fucking filing cabinet in the basement of fucking, like, Starfleet, right? Like, cool. Dude. I'm glad I devoted my whole life to this fucking finding the antiquity of the Who's Knock. <laughs> That's what happened to the Dwemer. He says, Kevin vaporized the Dwemer. Uh, Kevin vaporized the Dwemer. <laughs> <laughs> Picard notes in his log, he's like, uh, I don't know whether he should be praised or condemned. Yeah, I might have left that out in my log. (laughs) I think genocide is pretty condemnable, regardless of who it's against. (laughs) I I definitely don't think he should be praised. Um, He's like, Kevin should be left alone, whatever his real name is. This this is like very TOS, right? This is very Kirk. This is like something Kirk would say. Yeah, in right. one of the episodes where Kirk is written like he fucking loves the barbaric history yeah. of Earth. Yeah, like he respects the alien or any any kind of like like weirdly like likes what he did, and they're like, Ugh, I don't think this plays right. You know, <laughs> like this doesn't feel right. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you before we take a break. Uh, both of the guest stars who played uh, Kevin and Rashawn uh, were uh, much younger than the characters that they were playing. Yeah. Uh, John Anderson was 67, playing 85-year-old Kevin Uxbridge. Uh-huh. And Anne Haney was 55, playing 82-year-old Rashawn Uxbridge. Yeah, because, like, Liar Liar and Lady Doubtfire... Lady Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire are... Uh, Lady Doubtfire. Uh, Ma- Lady Doubtfire <laughs> are, like, 90, like, early 90s, right? Like, mid-90s yeah. for Liar Liar. Um, She's not older than that. Than no. The, the idea is, like... Human beings have much longer lifespans. Yeah, so it so would you would shift. look like fifty five when you're eighty two. Yeah. yeah, being 80, 85 years old is kind of like being fifty five, right? It just shifts the age around. That's pretty cool. Yo, give me some of those fucking stem cells, baby. Yeah, <laughs> grow me some new shit. Uh, I need two dicks. Right. Whoa, you don't already have two dicks? Look at this single dicked freak. <laughs> Oh, no, Jeff's a Klingon. <laughs> uh, I will point out, like, they point out um, some fucking, like, are we to believe that this is a magical xylophone-style shit? Yeah. And this continuity error. Riker mentions <laughs> a few acres of trees and grass, indicating an anachronistic familiarity with the U.S. imperial system of measurement, which was not used in the 24th century. <laughs> Man, yeah. I hope somebody was fired for that blunder. Yeah, yeah I re- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. That's, yep. That's Star Trek, man. Star, Star Trek, baby. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hmm. 
Maybe if I... Hey there, Bantholomew. What you, uh, what you working on there? Oh, hey, Cam. I've played literally every video game in the universe, and now I'm trying to figure out what to do with myself. Well, Bamilton, I don't think putting staples in your copy of Gex Enter the Gecko is going to help with that. Or will it? Nah. Nah. Oh, why don't we just change up games that already exist? Uh -huh. Yes, my dear Bamjamin, let's make something new from something old. Yes, but that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, let's just speculate how the game would change instead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a podcast idea to me. Bits, chips, and flipped scripts. It's the butterfly effect in gaming. Find it wherever you get your podcasts from. We're back. Go check out that fucking podcast. Yeah, baby. It's bits, chips, and flip scripts. Check them out. Bam and Cam. So, what do you think of this episode, The Survivors? What's your What's your ruling? I don't know. I I always think this is a a good episode. Like I, I was like, oh, I like this one. This one's cool. But after watching it, ah, it'll be minus <laughs> C plus maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a B minus. I think like there yeah. really are some issues with uh like logic kind of going yeah, out the window logic. at several points yeah. in the episode. Yeah, I mean that fucking <laughs> that fucking blunder. With Riker saying a few acres, it's fucking, at least takes a whole I letter grade. I can't believe grade. they even let that on the air with that. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, you were dead on, by the way. This uh, episode, the outdoor scenes in this episode were shot at a beach house in Malibu, California. Yeah, it can, it's very, yeah. That house is neat, though. It's a cool-looking house. It is a cool-looking house. Um, it, it's like they a don't say whose house that it. is. Probably was like Burt Reynolds's. Oh, Burt Reynolds? <laughs> Probably was his. This is fancy. It's like a like a polygon. <laughs> if I see anything fancy, I'm like, that's Burt Reynolds. Like, yeah. He knows what fancy is. He knows what's good. He's dead now. Rest in peace. Rest in mustaches. This episode is... I, we just learned during the break that the guy who plays Kevin... Uxbridge actually lost his wife a year prior to filming yeah. this episode and a lot of his emotions seem very genuine like I was giving he's I, very good yeah I was giving him a dumb southern voice throughout this whole episode but he's actually right. really good playing this role he probably holds it together really like it's believable like you you feel the pain like that's how good it and that makes sense exactly his wife really died the uh, the reveal at the end of the episode, I think, would have left me questioning the logic a lot more if it wasn't if it wasn't for how emotionally yeah. sound his his the way he's playing it is. Yeah, I I like it because it's a tragedy in every sense, and that's I like that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, All right. In, in stories, I, I I find that fascinating. Um. But the their little the problem with the super alien is that like he's a super alien like can he just like make another one of his wife I mean I guess he does that but like 
why I don't know. Why couldn't he just do other things to save everybody? Sure. You end up with like the Silver Age problem, right? Yeah. We're like the Silver Age comic problem where like people will always be like, Well, Superman's too powerful or whatever. Right. Which is wild because man, you should read some Silver Age comic book characters. Those motherfuckers could rewrite existence when they wanted to. Yeah. Like yeah. Like I'm reminded of uh, the Phantom Stranger is a Silver Age mm-hmm. DC Comics character who literally is in control of all magic at all times. That's also my favorite sex move. The Phantom Stranger? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just when you use your like other hand? You sit on your hand. It's the stranger. You sit on your hand to make it numb. And you jerk off with your numb hand. And if you close your eyes, it's the phantom stranger. Yeah, it's spookier. <laughs> like a ghost is doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, or like the the Golden Age comic book character who just got more powerful in the Silver Age, uh, the Spectre, yes, who is yes. God's spirit of vengeance who can just make whatever happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so how do you write a nemesis for that? How do you yeah, write do a situation him, that he can't get out of? Yeah, how do you... Uh, yeah, what's the problem, right? Like, sure. There's no problem. Like, Superman's just fast and strong and can shoot laser beams. Like... Yeah. You can make somebody yeah, can, just as strong as him really easily. Yeah, dark, dark side, right? Like, yeah. He's just as strong, right? Or you can give him somebody who can, like, bypass how strong he is. Like, right. uh... Like the uh, parasite or like live wire or something. Yeah, par- parasite's the one who s- steals your power, right? Sacks like, them up, and then he, he he zaps the cockroach in the cartoon. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> he's got he gets your power. It's my power now. Oh, he's rogue. He's a d- DC rogue. Yeah, he predates Rogue by like fifty years, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but that body isn't as banging as Rogue's. So. Not even close. <laughs> I got the 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 uh, Marvel Legends Rogue, the uh, vintage one. Woo! <laughs> That's a sexy figure, buddy. Yeah, Rogue is one of my favorite X Men. I like, love Rogue. Not not like the movie Rogue, where she's just like a god. I love the movie lady. Rogue too. She's fine. Anna Paquin. She's fine, oh, and I like her, but I mean, I'm talking, like, 90s, like, Southern oh, yeah. Belle accent, yeah. like, lifting tanks-ass Red-headed, rogue. red-headed Superman, hot rogue, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's your favorite X-Men character while we're here? Rogue. Rogue, rogue? Out of all of them? Yeah, I like Rogue, and I like, uh, I like Jubilee, because she's, like, silly, and super 90s, right? Like, you know she became that's... a vampire for, like, 10 years in comics? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why? Why? I didn't even know there were vampires in yeah. Marvel. Weirdly enough. Blade? Is she a blade? Is that one? Yeah. Uh, she's just a full vampire. She's not even like a half blade vampire. But is is Blade deep Marvel now? Yeah, is Blade has always been Marvel. Okay, okay. Yeah, I figured. Um, Dracula is like one of the enemies of the X-Men in the comics like in oh and then the in the cartoon they make him have like the suctions cups in his hands that's a different right? guy actually he's that's a different that's a spider-man guy? villain named morbius morbius yeah and they gave him the suction cups because they weren't allowed to show vampires on children's cartoons i at guess that time. it's too real those vampires even though he's just a vampire otherwise he's even got the pointy teeth for no reason yeah he's a fucking vampire and having suction gross hands. suction cups on your hands is way scarier. Way worse. <laughs> way, way worse. <laughs> I'd rather get bit by fangs than yeah. suction cupped. Absolutely. <laughs> Stealing my 
essential mists out of my body. <laughs> I need those mists. My fucking essential mists. <laughs> That's what he does, right? All that fucking mist comes out of their body and it's like, ah, oh, not hungry anymore. He eats their plasma. I remember because yes. in the yeah. cartoon he's always going, plasma, I need plasma. Because he can't say blood, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's stupid. And I was like, that shit Mega Man shoots out? That's what you want? <laughs> yeah, you want superheated, like, gases? <laughs> All right. What the fuck is this dude talking about? <laughs> this is one know. of those episodes that sort of fades into the sort of, like, milieu of Star Trek TO- TNG in general. Yes, yes. It doesn't really stand out because I guess there are a few other episodes that are kind of fairly similar. Yeah, but, but this, it's not bad, no. though. It's very predicated on uh, the actors that play the Uxbridges and their ability to convey, yeah, like, one, the fact that they love each other and they're trying to protect each other, and two, that, like, Kevin is, like, tr- he's, he's so emotionally, like, devastated. Yeah. And I think they both do a really great job. I would still give the episode like a B minus. <laughs> yeah, B minus if I'm feeling generous. Uh, I-, I guess you could hand wave it away or like excuse it by saying like, "Oh, he's just out of his mind because like he's distraught and he's not thinking right, even for like a super alien." I, I guess know. so. It's, because he knows, he says outright that he knew that it was like a suicide mission and that everyone that fought back was going to be destroyed. Right. So I just, it seems like he would have done something to save his wife. Or any of them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, like I said, I feel like having him say that like their, their like squabble was like beneath him because mm-hmm. he's like this this ancient alien that made the pyramids. He's super powerful. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, their petty squabbles are beneath me, and then his wife gets killed, and he, that's why he lashes out. And that's, that's why, why he, he was doesn't on Earth. Help. He was he was on vacation after building the pyramids. He's a long <laughs> vacation. <laughs> it was like a couple weeks to him, but it yeah, was for like him it's not yeah. millennia, like five thousand years. Yeah, that's a millennia, right? <laughs> that's yeah, five of them, five thousand years. <laughs> um, it's it's hard to give like overlook that problem yeah like and it may just be that we're the ones pissed off that Riker knows about acres or whatever but that's my main issue the it scene. would have been an a if it wasn't for that acres <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I end up quite often wondering if I'm nitpicking because like yeah. I make fun of the people that are like you know like itchy like hits the xylophone rib yeah. cage of Scratchy and fucking yeah. yeah, it makes two different noises. Is it a magical right. xylophone? Right. <laughs> I f- I feel like maybe we're being a little nitpicky on this one, but also I think it's 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 worth mentioning because like it it, it is it is like you, they wrote themselves into a into a, a corner. Like like how what can he do what can't he do right it's not very well thought out and that's fine because like he's magic and like magic is magic but like it seems the entire episode is predicated on what he did yeah and the reasons why he did what he did 
So the fact that um, there's this sort of like plot hole built into it is noticeable. I'll say that. Well, yeah, it doesn't ruin not? the episode or anything, no. but it is noticeable. Why not just make it so the Herculoids or whatever their name was? Uh, <laughs> why not just make it so like they're also super powerful like him, right? And he can't fool them or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking I don't Herculoids. Know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the hookah stands? What was their name? A uh, gleep and gloop. Hoop stanks. Oh, uh, Ookla the Mock. No, the aliens. In oh, the, the Hoobastanks. The Hoobastanks, yeah. Those guys. The 50 billion dead Hoobastanks. The fucking Hardy Boys. <laughs> that was their name. The Hardy Burgers. The, the Hoosnock. Hoosnock. The fucking, like fucking... The Scottish aliens. The Hoosnock. <laughs> Hoosnock. Sounds like a fucking J.J. Abrams Star Wars thing. Stupid. It's They really didn't hit their stride with naming aliens at this point. They just had like a, uh, like a, uh, what's that game? Fucking, uh, <laughs> the one with the words. Oh my Scrabble. god. Scrabble. They just had a Scrabble and they just like spread the letters around. <laughs> and they're like, what do you see? <laughs> Who's knock? Yeah, there it is. That's fine. Who's knock? It doesn't that really works. matter since they're not coming back, are they? They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you're right that this does feel like a very TOS episode that's been repurposed, especially, like you mentioned earlier, the, like, a captain's log at the end where he's like, I don't know yeah. whether he should be praised or condemned. Yeah. And it's like, it's condemned, Picard. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, he asked that one. question. He's like, is, uh, is the love of one woman worth 50 billion lives? And yeah. the answer to that is no. No. That is not worth Especially <laughs> considering that you're an immortal alien and she was going to die in yeah. like a blink of an eye compared to your life, right? Like, I like, understand love. I like there right. there's very there's a very heavy connection that anyone who's in love or has ever been in love can have with this type of character. Yeah. But I think you really got to give it up for the 50 billion people <laughs> that got fucking yeah, wiped from existence. Think about it this way, okay? There's, what, 8 billion rounding up, 8 billion people on Earth, right? Yeah. How similar are we to other people? Like, because there's so many of us, just mathematically. Mm -hmm. Like, we're very similar to at least a couple hundred thousand other people. That's like a couple hundred thousand other people times 10, time, well, times 5, Right? To get to 50 billion times nine. Like, he could fall in love with his wife, like, several million more times. I don't think that math checks out, but I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> uh. Like, he could just love another person who's like his yeah. wife. Like, chances are one of them's just like his wife. Think about 50 billion people, right? Like, it's incomprehensible. You can't. Exactly. But um, the idea, he talks about the who's knock are like... Uh, beings of terrible They're intelligence mean. that are like vicious and hateful. Sure. He only met an invasion force of them. He doesn't yeah, know does what the know? rest of the planet is like. 50 yeah. billion? It's probably several planets. 50, 50 billion people is a shitload yeah. of people. Like he, he was invaded by maybe 100,000 people. Right. right. Maybe at most, tops. At most. 
like 0.01%. Again, not a mathematician. Not a math- like, <laughs> yeah, it's like less than, less than 1% of 1%, probably. Yeah, yeah. And he judged an entire species worthy of destruction yeah. from their actions. I tell you what, there would be no fucking humans left. If we were no. judged by the actions of a oh, couple no. hundred thousand zombies. We should have been blinked millions of times already. Yeah. Thankfully, we yeah. weren't the who's knock. <laughs> yeah. It's like I always say, there's plenty of who's knock in the sea. Just go find yourself a nice who's knock, girl. Josh does say that all the time. He's always saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with condemned. Like, out of the A and B choice, I'm going to go with B, condemned. Yeah, it, but Final it does answer. feel like... <laughs> it feels Kirk-like, right? Where sure. They, they haven't, like got the gist down of what the Federation really is, right? No. And we're still, like, in the... It's okay, it's just a mystery. And that's, right? what, that's what really... I guess the idea is, I'm sure there's somebody writing an email right now, like, not dearest Trek boys, you fuckers. Yeah. Um, Some who's the idea is there. that he's supposed to be praised for his devotion and love, or condemned for his horrible actions. Right, right. Uh, sure. I'm still... I'm gonna have to go with condemned on this one. <laughs> But like I said, like I mean, you're you're not constrained to any law of physics. Go find someone to love. Well, there's I plenty mean, of love, fucking shit. Love, whether is like you either understand that it's something that's like uh, that you can feel love again. That like yes. uh, love can happen between like multiple people and you throughout your life. Yes. Or you under, or you think that love is like a singular thing that when you find real love and spend your life with somebody, that's it. It's the first one. You can spend real love with a lots of people. I don't wanna. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of work. I don't recommend it. I, but... I think I'm just gonna stick with Crystal. I think I'm gonna. God damn it! I'll break you two up. Here. I'm gonna be new Crystal. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've, I don't got the energy. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Two it's, redheads? Oi! <laughs> I already pretty much got to deal with the two of you, so... <laughs> I don't mean I deal probably, with, I love you both, or whatever. No, I was going to say, I'm probably more of a pain in the ass, so... You're you're it. more of a redhead, I'll give you that. That's, that's true. I don't think there's the many... The redhead... <laughs> yeah, there aren't many redheads more redhead than me. The alpha sure. and omega, yeah. ginger. <laughs> I think that's as uh, good a time fuck. as any to hang up our hats and say goodbye for the day. <laughs> goodbye, friends. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to M-Class Podcast. We love having you. Mm-hmm. I'd like to sp- uh, send out two special thanks this time. Special thanks to Bitch Chips and Flipped Scripts, both Bam and Cam, for sponsoring this month's content. Go check them out. From M-Class Podcast. You can find them anywhere better podcasts are given away for free, but should be sold. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'd like to, of course, as always, to extend a special thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race as our theme song. Go check out uh, that dope motherfucker. Hell yeah. Uh, a, a special special thank you goes out to a bunch of people for being our patrons at patreon.com slash podcast for keeping the show on the air, the lights lit, the gas torches burning. Yeah. Keeping my rogue figure buying habit going. 
Keeping us both in food to eat. Thank you very much. I like ramen because it's cheap. That's very... I still have ramen. I still have it all the time. Look, it's it's so good, though. Like, I'm sorry. It's just good. <laughs> it's good because it's so salty, and my body needs that salt. <laughs> my body needs that salt. I'm the salt monster of Cestus <laughs> 3 or whatever. That's me. That's right. I think I was right, yeah. God, if that's right, I've gone too far into Star Trek. I no, we're supposed to be experts, and we kind of are. Uh, does anybody think we're experts? That's a mistake. I hope people think we're sex spurts, you know? Spurt, uh, like as I, I can guess how that's spelled. Captain Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's backtrack real quick and make I, sure. I think that's who it is. Benjamin, is that right? No, that's a different guy. Ah, uh, you fucked it. Now we're never going to get the scholarship. Um, <laughs> uh, if you'd like to support our program and get extra podcasts, behind-the-scenes content, wallpapers, and access to a Discord full of just the loony tooniest people... <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Uh, if you would like to be a part of the show and keep track of the show and know what we're doing and what we love and what we don't love, just fucking get all up in our grill. Yeah. You can head on over to at mclasspodcast on Twitter or shoot us an email for our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back. In two weeks' time, with another episode of M Class Podcast. Bye. Bye bye. It was Captain Terrell.
I'm mentally ill.